Welcome back to the Stop Ruining My Childhood podcast, a sometimes nostalgic, sometimes cynical look back at pop culture. Join us as we revisit movies, cartoons, and live-action TV of the 80s and 90s, and ask the question, does this hold up, or did I just ruin my childhood? My name is Megan. And I'm Steve. And you can find us at StopRuiningMyChildhood.com, where we have links for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we have our blog where you can watch along with us. So today, we are reviewing Strawberry Shortcake, which you can find on YouTube in all of its various forms, which we'll talk about in a minute. And we have our nostalgic snack. So... Steve, what is your snack for today? So snack time today is a strawberry shortcake ice cream bar. From Good Humor. From Good Humor, yes. But it brings us back to the days where you'd have to chase down the ice cream truck and be able to buy it from the ice cream man. Yeah, and I have a creamsicle from Good Humor because I can't have the strawberry shortcake bar. But one of the episodes we watched was Adventures on Ice Cream Island. So we thought, and it's strawberry shortcake, so why not bring that back? True. How is it? It's very good. I can you know, tell it's good because you took three bites of it. <laughs> for those of you who remember this or don't remember it even, strawberry shortcake bars were like, Vanilla ice cream with like strawberry flavored ice cream in mm. the middle near the stick, and then they're coated in like red and white crunchies all over the outside. Yeah, and they're pretty phenomenal. I have to say that they they actually started Good Humor in 1920. They had to go and get a patent to show that their ice cream was different enough from Eskimo pies or like Klondike bars later, and then they took those away in like the 80s. For a bit of time and then they brought them back in the 90s because people were like we want these back so the strawberry shortcake bar and the the chocolate eclair bar which was like the same thing but chocolate mm-hmm. and my creamsicle was actually invented in 1905 and it is delicious it's got vanilla ice cream in the middle and it's covered by like a orange flavored like ice but i actually sorry it's so good I want to eat the whole thing. Um, this is how you know, though, that it's different from childhood, Steve, because in childhood I would have just bit into that thing, and as an adult I'm like, I have sensitive teeth. I want to let that sit a minute. <laughs> um, but creamsicles were invented in 1905 by an 11-year-old. And, wow. Yeah, and he eventually sold them as Epsicles based on his last name. And then um, now... Cream, um, popsicle, good humor, briars are all like under one umbrella. But yeah, I'm chasing down the ice cream truck to try to get a good humor bar. Such a good childhood memory. So snack or rating things, of course, on strawberries. Scale of one to five. How's your snack? Oh, it's a five. It's, yeah. it's very, very good. It's very delicious. I have to rate this creamsicle five out of five strawberries. I have to say much better than the, the, the last couple snacks we had that I couldn't even finish. I would eat like a whole six pack of these if I could without, without being sick. So Steve's going to give a summary of the episodes that we watched from the 80s. Later on, we'll touch on some of the others. Um, after his summary, I'm going to give some history and fun facts, and then we'll we'll take a break, and then we'll get into our memories in the review. So, Steve, can you tell us which episodes we watched and what? tell the people what happened? Sure. Well, we watched two episodes of the original Strawberry Shortcake 
cartoon. The first one we watched was The World of Strawberry Shortcake, which is the first special they ever had. It was back in 1980. And the basics of it is we meet Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, we have the son as a narrator, and it introduces us to Strawberry Shortcake, to her cat Custard, to some of her friends, Huckleberry Pie, Blueberry Muffin, a number of friends. We also meet the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Lane. Or Porcupine Peak, I'm sorry. And so, in a basic nutshell, what goes on is Strawberry Shortcake, um, it's her birthday. She wants to have lunch and get together with her friends. And they're all ignoring her, but in reality, they're trying to plan her surprise party. So they've all left. So she's very sad, and she's kind of sitting around and moping and being sad that nobody wants to hang out with her. Uh, meanwhile, the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak is sending his birds, which look really like crows, um, to go steal berries from Strawberry Shortcake and her friend's berry patches um, so that he can make pies. And, of course, he lives in, like, this tower that's made of pie pans, and it's in, like, a gloomy area. And so he sends them. They get scared off by a bunch of, by this tree who's trying to help. And then he decides to go at it a different route. And so he goes down and finds Strawberry Shortcake, who is moping around again and sad because her friends are all off doing other things, in reality planning our surprise party. And he dresses himself up in a disguise as an Irish vendor. He has kind of an Irish accent, which is weird, but he dresses himself up and tries to sell her a magic watering can, but she doesn't have the 750. So as he's leaving her, this bug that's helping her friends whispers in his ear that like that he should go talk to her friends. So he goes to them and they all put their money, they all pool all their money together to buy this magic watering can, which they do to surprise Strawberry Shortcake. Um, meanwhile, she's now crying and upset that all of her friends aren't around. So the son feels bad and he's like, hey, why don't you go find them? They're over in the park. So she goes to the park and they're all waiting and they surprise her and she's so happy and they have they have the surprise party and they give her her watering can and she shows them how you can look in it and it's empty but then you can pour, turn it over and it starts pouring water out the problem is is it's sabotaged and it doesn't stop pouring water and pretty soon all of Strawberry Shortcake's land is flooded. And so the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak shows up and basically blackmails them into giving him all the berries and then he'll turn it off. And so they have no choice to do it. They put all the, they harvest all the strawberries, put them all in these floating rafts and ship them up to his layer it gets up there and he ends up using basically he's going to use the pie pieces but in the meantime strawberry shortcake gets her birthday wish from the sun and so she wishes that she could have friends like the one tree to help stand up to this guy so all the trees basically deroot and they go they go threaten the guy and he ends up turning over a new leaf and everyone lives happily ever after um, that's the first episode it was pretty good and then we come to the second. Yep. The second episode is Big Apple City. Um, and it's, again, another episode where you have Strawberry Shortcake. She meets her same friends. Um, she gets a letter that basically says she's been chosen as one of two people to be in this network dessert baking competition in Big Apple City. But it's today, so she has to rush off. 
Um, of course, at the same time, we find out that the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak is the other contestant. And so he does everything he can to stop her. He like tries to net the butterfly that she's going to fly to the city in. He in races ahead of her. Once they're there, she meets some new friends like Lemon Meringue, Tea and Honey, and Apricot. Um, and also, uh, we meet Timo- Tamale Timon, the, yeah, the, the mole. Mexican mole. Um, and Orange Blossom. And Orange Blossom as well, yes. And so he still does a bunch of other stuff. The peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak. He tried. He like he like makes it so the traffic lights won't turn uh, red, so that traffic won't stop and they can't cross the street. He then um, tries to sabotage her oven. All these things. He hypnotizes the judge at one point of the competition. But at the end, uh, Strawberry Shortcake still wins, and she gets the gazebo, which is the, the grand prize. And then she is sad that she has to leave her friends to go back home, and so all her new friends decide to move with her back to her Berryland. Including the network executive. Including the network executive, who doesn't want to stay either. Yeah. And so, as punishment for trying to cheat... The, per- the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak has to stay in the Big Apple City and become a vice president of the network, which they all seem to think is a bad punishment. And so they fly off back to their home, and she has all of her friends with her. And that's the end of that episode. So that, again, was in the early 80s also. It wasn't 1980. It was 1981, 82. Yeah, 81, I think. Yep. Yeah, what's interesting about this is that um, we'll get into our memories in a bit, but I really did not know that I, I I thought that this had been a show and um, it was not. So Strawberry Shortcake actually kind of like the Care Bears started as a character for American greeting cards and it was drawn in the 70s. The original illustrator had this girl with a daisy and it was much like it was like 70s brown orange tones it looked a little bit like Holly Hobby. And then another illustrator came in and kind of revamped the design in terms of color. The shape looks a lot the same. And it became a popular card that little kids wanted, right? That you would buy for maybe kids' birthday or whatever for little girls. And so they wanted to then extend the franchise. So they started in 1980 with this series of specials and Strawberry Shortcake in these is voiced by Russie Taylor, who we mentioned in one of our other episodes, um, for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So she also did the voice of Minnie Mouse. And fun fact, she was married to the guy who voiced Mickey Mouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so she voices Strawberry Shortcake, and they have this series of specials, um, Pets on Parade, Big Apple City, Baby with No Name, all of that. But it, it isn't an actual TV show. They do a special about once a year for several years throughout the 80s. Then... In 1991, they tried to reboot it, but they just rebooted the toys because the toys were a very important piece of this, right? Each special kind of introduced, as Steve mentioned, new characters, which would then be new toys. So the butterfly she flies on becomes like this like vehicle, kind of like He-Man when we talked about He-Man. 
So they tried to revamp the toys and have kind of a reboot just of those in 1991. Then in 2003, a new series comes along and they age up Strawberry Shortcake. She's probably somewhere between 10 and 12 for that new series. We did watch an, an episode or so of that. It's a lot um, still based in music. So all of these have like musical scenes um, in them. And then they did another reboot in 2009 where Strawberry Shortcake looks a little bit different, but it's still a lot like the 2003 version, almost just kind of aged up. By this point, she looks like maybe 16, 17. And then they rebooted it again in 2021, which we watched some of those as well. So that was more like, it looks more anime. What do you say? Yeah, I didn't care for the animation in the newest one. Yeah, I think well, it basically, it became very mini more minimalistic a little bit. Yeah, we'll and, talk about that more. Yeah. But basically, it looks almost like Powderpuff Girls, if you've seen that type of a show. And it was a series for YouTube. So all of the episodes there are very short. And then that series just got picked up by Netflix. So next year, they should have like a fully rebooted Strawberry Shortcake. It's interesting, the different iterations of this, that her appearance changes, she gets older. In the 80s, she looks more like a rag doll with the freckles and the hair, the very poofy hat and dress. Um, in 1991, she didn't have a hat. In 2003, she looks like a tween. She's got like the jeans and the like a different type, like a cool hat, I guess. Yeah, she's got like as a. Cool like, as that can it's be. like a it's like a bandana. No, like it's a, more like a sun like a sun bonnet kind of yeah. And then they had also when we we're talking about hats, they had bike helmets that also resembled their hats. Oh yeah. Uh, and the boys are wearing baseball caps and that kind of thing. And then. In the latest version, she looks kind of like a hipster. She's got like a slouchy hat and stuff. So it's kind of interesting just to see the different designs that they um, went through. And um, and I'll talk in a, in a minute about some of the books as well. So yeah, from greeting card to this franchise that kind of exploded in the 80s where the like He-Man and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this was like tons of toys. Um, books, merchandise tie-ins, they had a cereal, they had sleeping bag, they had bedding, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. And um, then into the different reboot franchises, which younger kids um, could watch and enjoy. So yeah, so we're going to come back in just a moment and we will talk about some of our memories of this franchise and then we'll get into our full review and recap. This podcast is supported by its creators and listeners like you. Help keep our show ad-free by visiting our website, StopRuiningMyChildhood.com. There you can find links to our social media. And this very podcast you're currently listening to. Both Megan and I are authors, and you can find links to our books on our About page. And on our Watch With Us page, you can find videos and links for all the shows and movies we discuss on the podcast. And more importantly, links to buy the nostalgic snacks we review as well. We also post bonus content about once a month. So like, subscribe, and follow. For a small independent podcast like ours, it really does make a difference. Thanks. And now back to the show. 
Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Stop Ruining My Childhood podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Steve. And we are going to get into strawberry shortcakes. So I probably have a little more memory of this show, being that it's kind of aimed toward girls, but what are your memories of the show? Yeah, so I was never a big strawberry shortcake person. You because don't say. It's more of a, it was more of a girl toy at the time. But I was aware of it. I mean, it was one of those things where if you're a kid in the 80s, you couldn't not be, right? Um, you still, I still saw commercials for it. Like my female cousins or female friends had like strawberry shortcake backpacks or strawberry shortcake. I think my cousin might have strawberry shortcake sleeping bag, like when we do sleepovers, right? And I saw the strawberry shortcake toys. Even though I didn't play with strawberry shortcake and I wasn't as familiar, I don't recall ever watching any of these cartoons. It does still ring true of my childhood because it reminds me of some of the surrounding things. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how I felt with He-Man. Yes. That it's yeah. like they're in the background. You're aware right. of it. It's part of that time. Do you remember the toy dolls smelling? Yes. They're scented. I didn't until you just mentioned that, but I remember yeah. they would smell like the different fruits, right? Yeah. So I was, it's funny because I had to text my mom because as Steve and I were watching this, I was like, oh, I had that. I had escargot. Um, they had escargot as the snail who delivers mail, but they had him as like a, a vehicle mm-hmm. also. And I had all of the, I had a number of the dolls. I had plum pudding and huckleberry pie, strawberry shortcake, of course, and um, lemon meringue. And lime chiffon were my favorite because the smell, they smelled so good. But I had apricot and blueberry muffin. Like I had like the whole gang, like Mm -hmm. the whole gang. And I also had the strawberry carrying case. I had the carousel that was in her birthday party. I was like, oh, I had that. Steve's like, what? They show it for like two seconds. But they have this ride at her birthday party. They had a trolley. I had that, and, and also they did have the gazebo. So from this this episode that we watched where she wins the garden gazebo, I had that too. But I said to my mom, so my parents were both very young teachers at the time, and if you know anything about being a young teacher, especially back then, they, they were not making a whole lot of money. Right. So I was like, did I get these used, or did I have a themed birthday party where, like, you said to people, like, bring some... And she was like, no, basically, you got one thing for, like, every... Like, one thing at Christmas, one thing at your birthday, so one thing at Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to add it all up. So it was that was kind of interesting. But we didn't have a VCR at the time, and think... I saw one of the specials live on TV, and then later when we had a VCR, we might have rented one one or two times. But for me, mostly it was the toys. So I remember the talking sun, and I remembered how the characters looked animated. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really remember any of the details of the episodes that we that we watched. So it was kind of interesting for me to kind of... Um, to, to revisit that. And I, I'm just going to say, spoiler alert right now, I did ruin my childhood this, this week. I definitely did. The, the Talking Sun is interesting because I know that like this rain. is the earliest, like, probably aspect of that. But it, it, it gave me kind of a flash of the Raisin Bran Sun. Yeah. Teletubbies, which is much later with the baby in the sun. yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but I'm sure this was probably one of the first iterations of the narrator or person 
personification of the sun, right? And I was a little sad that the later Star Wars shortcakes no longer had the sun. Yeah, they don't. What's weird about these, so the, to get into the recaps, well, let's talk about the early ones first. The sun is narrating the story, and it it took me by surprise that Steve gave you guys such a long summary because not as much happens in these episodes as some of the other cartoons we were going to talk about. Real, my, one of my notes I put, like, this is a five-minute cartoon stretched out to 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they put some songs in there. Right, life's a sunny morning, which is so well. These these were cheerful. these were musicals, right? Yeah. I mean, you have in the first one, I've got you have the song "Smile a Sunny Morning." Then at the end, you have the song "Berry Talk." Yes. It's a duet between her and the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak. Yeah. Um, in Big Apple City episode, you have Big Apple City, which was a song. Mm-hmm. You have Let's Be Friends, and you have Bake Off Jamboree. And both of these start with a song about Strawberry Shortcake, too. It's a very long intro. The songs are interesting. This is sponsored by Kenner Toys, so you know right off the bat. Like, that's one of the things that has ruined my childhood, that you're watching this and you're like, oh, they're they're introducing new friends because they're putting out new toys. toys, Yeah, (laughs) They're having her ride out a butterfly because they're putting out new toys. So it really is like... How much money can we get out of these kids? And and the answer for Megan was like a lot. <laughs> we go. So we start with Strawberry in the first one. She's in her bedroom. And I have to tell you, you I don't know if I can find a picture for you, Steve, but it really, her bedroom looked like my bedroom. After this like was so popular, I was in a bedroom that had like Sesame Street on the walls and my brother was born. So I moved into the spare room was now my mm-hmm. room. And um, we decorated it with strawberry wallpaper. Not strawberry shortcake, but just strawberry wallpaper. So it was very pink everywhere. And I had a pink comforter. I did have strawberry shortcake sheets and pillowcases. <laughs> and um, and so when you see this like pink fluffy bedroom, I'm like, yeah, that's my bedroom when I was six too. Um, I so. would make fun of you, but my brothers and I had G.I. Joe. Yeah. And we had G.I. Joe sheets, and we had G.I. Joe sleeping bags, so I, I can understand. Yeah, so, um, it, yeah, and the strawberry shortcake sleeping bag, I think I had too, so I was like a, a huge mega fan of this. But we have this, um, the Smile is Sunny Morning song, if you're, if you're sunny, life is a breeze, give the sun a hand. And all the creatures sing along like she's a Disney princess. Yes. What did you think about that song? You know, well, I'm going to say the so- all the songs themselves, I, I didn't mind them. I thought it was interesting. We don't have a lot of musical cartoons anymore, I don't think, mm. that have this many songs. Like there was three, four songs sometimes each episode, in right? In a 30-minute thing. So yeah. they really were, were putting it in there. I didn't mind that. I will say this. There's a few things that jumped out at me, especially even in the first episode, right? There are aspects I liked. I liked how there were all of the Strawberry Shortcake characters are named after, like, fruit desserts, right? That's kind of neat, and it's st- something to stick with. And they each have a pet. They each have a pet. Well, at the beginning, just two of them have pets, right? They all had pets. Oh, I didn't notice I don't think pets. we get that in the cartoon, but they all came I, with a I pet. I only yeah. saw the cat. Pup cake. I had Pup cake, who was Huckleberry... Um, pies until they stole him (laughs) and then all of a sudden he becomes strawberry shortcakes but the one thing i did like or the one thing i noticed is first off now the colors of this reminded me of rainbow bright yeah 
It's where each cute. one's color coded, right? Mm-hmm. And also the bad guy, the pie man, lives in this dark, cloudy tower, kind of like Rainbow Bright's bad guy. Yeah, it's right? very similar. If you remember, now I'm sure Rainbow Bright came after this. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it was influenced a little bit by Strawberry Shortcake, because it was very similar. I'd have to look up, and G.I. Joe and Rainbow Bright we're going to visit later on, but I'd have to look up to see, my suspicion is maybe the same animators. Mm -hmm. But it's very whimsical animation, it's very bright. You don't get an explanation, the Purple Pie Man lives in a pie tin tower, (laughs) and when we see him, there's this thing of like maybe a flower tin with a really weird painting on it that creeped me out (laughs) um but he's meant to be he's clearly the villain but he's not really meant to be scary right he's like every time they say his name he's like yeah that was strange every time he introduced himself he does a dance number which doesn't seem threatening it was well i think it's supposed to be for very little kids, so it's not supposed to be threatening. So it's supposed to make him a little bit less... Yeah, and as a kid, I liked that. As an adult, I was like, every time? Yeah. Like, we could do it once or twice, but every time? I will say that um, I collect vintage children's books, and I have the Strawberry Shortcake books. The first one is done with, like, these beautiful watercolors. And the concept is that there are these birds that are trying to steal their berries so they make a scarecrow that looks like the cat in the farm next door. So they're mm-hmm. supposed to be like sprites or fairies, kind of. That was have. my other question. Because it's never clear in the re- cartoon. As I'm watching the first cartoon, I'm like, wait a second. Are they tiny or are these berries freaking huge? Then I started to realize by some of the other props in the surrounding that they're supposed to be little. Yeah, she leans up against a pack of matches at one yeah. point to cry. But they then... never explain that. No, they and don't. they never show it like next to like like the Smurfs. They would show Smurf Village but zoomed in from the rest of the world. Yeah. So you got it that they were small. And this is one of the things that I love about 80s cartoons that it does not make sense and they make no attempt to explain it. None at <laughs> all. So, yeah, they're they're supposed to be, like, this is a berry patch that they're all tending. Huckleberry Pie is supposed to be, like, Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer. And he's always like, I don't have to tend my berries. They just grow by the water. (laughs) So he's very lazy and fishing. You have Plum Puddin, who, um, in this first iteration, is a guy later on. um, It's a girl named Plum Pudding. Yes. But um, here he's kind of like like a scientist, nerdy kind of guy. Blueberry Muffin is, for some reason, very forgetful. And Southern. And Southern, yeah. (laughs) And then we have um, Raspberry Tart, who in this was my favorite. Because everybody is so sweet. And they're like, oh, it's Strawberry's birthday. Let's all do things for her. And Raspberry Tart goes, how old is she? And they go, six. And she goes, six? She's seven if she's a day. (laughs) She's so bitter and tart. It just goes right with her name. Um, So that I did kind of enjoy the character concepts. Later in the second episode, go ahead. Let's talk about the second group of characters that gets brought in in Big Apple City. Yeah. Okay, we have... The first one was Orange... Orange Blossom. Orange Blossom. And she seemed pretty cool. I had no issues with Orange Blossom. Then we meet Tamale Timon who is super stereotypical. Looking back, I mean, some sombrero, a poncho. Granted, cartoons, especially these days in the 80s, it was 
easy to use a stereotype to set who the person was, basically, yeah. right? But they don't do that with Orange Blossom, who's African-American. And they have this song, which was really, I have to be honest, the only song I liked, even though Smile of Sunny Morning has been stuck in my head this whole time. But they Let's sing, be friends. Let's be friends. And what I love about that is, first of all, you have characters of two different races, but also that this is how six-year-olds make friends. They're like, you like dolls? I like dolls. What's your name? Let's be friends. Let's go on the swings together. And it's so, to me, that's so much like my childhood was, making friends where you're just in the park and you're like, oh, I like candy. You like candy? I like pizza. Yes. You know? Um, But then we have, yeah, the tamale character. He wasn't the worst. He's a little problematic, though. Um, Then you have Lemon Meringue, who a model and mentally ill <laughs> okay she oh, they introduce her and she's talking to the mirror like who's the best looking of them all then she goes around the back and you realize this is just an empty mirror frame and she answers herself as the reflection but there is no <laughs> reflection yeah she's not even talking to her own reflection yeah. and everybody just allows this um, and also, only the only people who have her pictures are her parents and her brother. Yeah, she's a model, but the only people that have her pictures are her family. Well, she's supposed to be like a lemon meringue. It's right. fluffy. It's not. Then yeah. you have Tea and Honey, who's a British Annie Hall. She's scientist. But dressed like Annie Hall. Yeah, you're right. She was dressed like Annie Hall. With um, that, she's got like a kind of bowl kind of hat and mm-hmm. glo- the gloves and stuff. So- yeah, interesting. Um, then you have Apricot, who is a boy baby. And like the alternate of apple dumpling, apple dumpling from the from the strawberry shortcakes like Home Village, right? Apricot, who's a baby who owns his own apartment, <laughs> um, and they say he doesn't say a lot of words, but he has, but he says really big words, and so he basically uses words that are all three or four symbols or more. Salutations, salutations, expeditious, expeditious, right? <laughs> but the other thing is too is they say he doesn't say many words, but he says about twenty of them in a minute and a half. Yeah. He does say a lot of words. He has a very large vocabulary for a baby who has their own apartment in Big Apple City. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the new group that they introduced. What what about you? Well, I thought, though, at least... This is so this is jumping ahead a bit, but in comparison to the like the 2003 version, I did not feel like those characters had individualized personalities. Right. So they do delineate who these characters are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That the the British girl is a scientist, that Orange Blossom is like the best friend type of character, just mm. kindness, that um Lemon Rang is vapid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and vanity right in vain um and so i yeah but they they don't come across as strongly as the first the first episode but i will say this too that it's yeah it's very clear that there's not a lot of story here and that this special is meant to just re to introduce all of these other characters oh you're selling toys it's like yeah. he-man all over yeah again. But, but well no but look when we watched he-man and i was not a fan of he-man especially at the time but when we watched he-man you had story there we talked about the story about like you know there they had a story arc there's a plot to each of right. these this is i mean there is a framework of a story but what i'm saying is that the characters are more important than the plot yeah the plot is just the per- the peculiar purple pie man of porcupine peak trying to sabotage her over and over and over right 
Also, a really strange detail. I don't know if you caught this, and I don't know if they were trying to be subversive or like progressive, but the judge who's the network executive who's overseeing the bake-off, he's wearing a coat rack the whole time. Yeah. And then when he goes to announce the prizes, he spins out of the coat rack and he has a dress on and he's announcing the prizes like you would on um Price is right. Price is right. And then he spins back in and he's in his, and he's in his suit again. It's a very like I, I don't well, know why they, they would have that detail. They mention that on. he is he does everything in the whole studio. So he's running the cameras, he's running the booth, and so he's trying to jump from thing to thing so quickly that when he puts the judge robe on he pulls it from the coat rack and the coat rack comes with it so he ends up wearing the coat rack it's kind of a gag my point is i don't that's something that they would have if they had now people would talk about that right and and there it's just like this visual gag that he's got to do everything but um the peculiar purple by man (laughs) and strawberry says i thought you were reformed (laughs) Yeah, because at the end of the first the episode, the first they sing Barry talk together, and he becomes a good guy. But then he mentions in this episode that his evil conscience could only allow him to be to do Barry talk for so long. Yeah, we didn't see some. The other villain is um, Sour Grapes, who is like the female. No, I, we didn't uh, see the her. The female villain. No, we didn't see her in these two particular. But yeah, it's it was. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was disappointing. It was disappointing. The songs kind of annoyed me more than anything, and I liked seeing the characters. I did think that the animation was really well done we didn't have any of like the looping that sometimes in cheaper animation yeah we had fairly good voice acting we had um you know but the bright colors and the whimsy and the little there are little jokes there like (laughs) that escargot is the name of the snail yes (laughs) like a kid there are some things like that that a kid might wouldn't pick up on but it's it's certainly for much younger children this is the interesting piece too is we saw basically four reiterations of strawberry shortcake right we watched this then we watched the 2003 2003 then the 2009 and then the 2021 Uh right this animation was pretty good especially for its time yeah. i like the aspect that it's very it, it's reminiscent of the watercolory drawings that were in the cards and everything and to the begin books, with yeah um the next iteration which is the 2003 yeah um probably had the best animation of any of them Do you it's think the one with the horse interesting. yeah well and they had it as an actual tv show and then they, eventually they have a movie but now i'm forgetting when the movie was but then out. after that the 2009 and the 2021 ones went downhill well the 2009 they, they got kind of lazy and sloppy in their animation the I 2009 like. looked a lot to me it looked a lot like the 2003 but yeah you could tell it they didn't have quite the same budget yeah and the 20 well, the 2021, it's you know, it's hard to say because it was meant to be a YouTube series. Right. So, but it's, it's meant to be like, a, like you said, a Powerpuff Girls or a Dexter's Lab. Yeah. But to me, that's, very angular. that's just very angular. It's very sloppy animation. Like, you can do better. Maybe we can't. And Maybe we that's also, the best we have anymore of animators. We but. also watched, like... Maybe a minute of the... the Computer-generated one, which was <laughs> not good. There's a computer-generated movie from 2009, so it's the same character look, but it's 3D CGI, and it was bad. It was not great. Having said that, it was like 
still, I mean, I don't want to say early days of computer animation because we have Pixar and stuff way before that, but certainly for cheaper computer animation, you can do that. You can do that more. more This is my other issue I have with the, with the sequels or with the updated versions, right? Well, let's talk about them one at a time. Well, I don't really want to. I don't feel like I need to. I feel like we can lump them all together All right. because my issue is this. The one big thing I didn't care for is they change the plot in a way that in these original Strawberry Shortcakes, there's an antagonist. Mm-hmm. There's the purple, peculiar purple plum man of Pe- Porcupine Peak, whose name is Sneep. It's, it's not. how that's how the sun announced him in the original one. Um, but they ha- they're going up against him. He's causing all these problems. He's trying to stop them, and then all of a sudden he's gone in the updated versions, and it's just situational stuff, which I don't care for. I like there being an antagonist, there being something to overcome. There's challenges. Instead, it becomes like you know, in one of the updated ones we watched, they're trying to find a game that the horse can play with them, and another one, it's. One of the girls is upset because another girl said she was best friends with Strawberry Shortcake instead of all of them. And I'm just like, this is, it's stepping out of fantasy and I just don't care for it. Yeah, it's meant, I think that's a good way to put it, stepping out of fantasy. It's a lot more based in like childhood friendship problems, right? It's a much more contemporary story with this set dressing of Strawberry Land. And the I have to so we have to admit we did not complete the episode from 2003 we could get through it we were like this is enough um we watched like half of it it was quite long it's like a 45 minute so it was probably originally an hour long i think actually so interestingly enough i think that originally it was two separate episodes okay and i think we watched the first episode because it is trying to there's a filly she's the only horse she looks a lot like um my little pony a little bit yeah and i don't you know, the clothing styles, I didn't mind as much. They still look cute, like kids dressing up, you know. I think if you had the older outfits with the rag dolls, it might have looked a little dated. But it's the, per- you're right, the personalities are not there. They all speak almost like one person. They finish each other's sentences mm-hmm. a lot of times because they're all thinking the same thing. Yeah. And then the story, even... <laughs> You know, the story wasn't really there to begin with with the other ones, but we did have these musical numbers, and we do have a clear antagonist, and you're right here, we we didn't. They also dropped the mini thing. They're not small anymore. Yeah, they're not in small. In none of the other, ep- uh, other cartoons, starting in 2003, they're all regular-sized, and so there's n- they basically re- redid the whole thing. Yeah, it's a weird, like, fantasy l- landscape where we have, like, purple mountains that look like purple whipped cream, and there's, like lollipops everywhere and that kind of thing so it's still supposed to be like a fantasy land but it's quite different and they're not so far as we can tell she lives in a strawberry as opposed to a strawberry shortcake right they don't live in like huckleberry pie lived in a huckleberry pie blueberry muffin lived in a but you got the horse it's a regular side you got yeah you know and then then the next one where they were in a berry city or whatever they got food trucks and stuff like it's 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 very much that they're in a regular city so the 2020 version or the 2021 version to me was very strange i felt like um you had a concept for kids who are bakers and run food trucks and then you just 
put Strawberry Shortcake's name on it, and they, they're dressed like hipsters. It looks nothing like the original. Yeah. It looks nothing like the original. And one of those reboots where it's like, let's forget all the lore and the history right. that came and throw that out and just call it something else. Because they're like 20. Yeah. yeah, they've updated the kids even older. This is the problem, is if you're trying to sell toys, which is originally what they were doing, and I don't think they're trying to do that anymore, yeah. right? But even if you were, what's your target demographic? You're probably looking at little girls from what, maybe 5 to 10, 12? Maybe 12, right? yeah, but really you 5 to 8. You don't have to give them food trucks in a real city, right? They're going to be more, their imagination is going to be more in, encapsulated by a fantasy world, by miniature people that are in fruit and stuff like that, than trying to make it a regular city yeah, with food little, trucks. Yeah, little girls love fairies. Yeah. I mean, if you, and that's basically, to me, that's kind of what these are. I think that there's a larger fairy who gives them the baby with no name, if I'm kind of remembering that right. So it's implied that their fairies are sprites or mm-hmm. like you know that kind of thing but they also and i think this is important too they cut out the boy characters for the most part yes so in the big berry city there's huckleberry pie still comes around occasionally we watched two or three of these or parts of them at least and we didn't see him in any of those episodes plum pudding they had made a girl at one point so then huckleberry pie was the only boy and i feel like you do it's hard because kids at this age do play typically like they kind of split off boys and girls Mm -hmm. but having that it's a different energy I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And I think that why get rid of the boy characters? Like, have have them both. Well, you've you know? always had some, right, in girls' toys. Barbie had Ken. Yeah. Right? There's always been My Little Pony. There were girl and boy ponies. Right? I feel like there's always been girl and boy and characters. And even when you look at, like, when we talked about He-Man, you had Tila. Mm-hmm. Right? The queen is there, too. And then the... the um, Evelyn. And also the one who turns into the bird. That's the sorceress. The sorceress. Sorry. I'm ruining other people's childhoods again. <laughs> it was only a couple weeks ago we watched that. But, yeah, I feel like... The, the masculine and feminine energy, you need both and cutting out all the guy characters. And, and also they did, as Steve pointed out, they stole Huckleberry Pie's dog. Yeah, Huckleberry Pie. First they steal his dog. Then they stole and, his and dog. The, yeah, in the 2003 iteration, they take his dog and they give him a frog. It's and his new pet. Cupcake becomes Strawberry Pup, Shortcake. Yeah, so now Strawberry Shortcake, the greedy little Gus that she is, has... <laughs> Has custard the cat and pupcake the dog. Yeah. Huckleberry Pie gets stuck with this frog, which I guess is because he's always fishing at the banks of the river. Mm-hmm. Then in the next 2021 version, his frog has now gotten stolen and given to another person, and he's just gone. They just got rid of him. Yeah, and I will also say in the in the newest version, we watched a couple of these. They did not. The one episode we met Angel Food Cake who I did have as mm-hmm. a doll. And we met um, Ginger Snap, who was a newer character. But the other episode we watched from 2021, nobody said anybody else's name. They all had the pets, and they said the pets' names, and they talked to Custard. The idea was that Strawberry forgot Custard's birthday. So right. Custard goes and complains to the other animals, and then the animals tell their owners... But that's what I'm saying. Similarly to the 2003, we don't know who any of these characters are. They still have the color. They're they're in different colors mm-hmm. to indicate what their flavor or what their yeah. dessert is. But we don't really know who they are, and they all seem the same. Yeah. In terms of personality, so I guess that kind of wraps up our discussion. 
For both well, the original and the reboot. Do you have any I mean, other final thoughts? Let's be honest. The 2021 version, they all look the same. They all have the same personality. Yeah. The other, la- the only last thing I'll say is Big Apple City, Strawberry Shortcake goes through all of this to win the gazebo. The gazebo, right? Which opens up and has like a closet and all this other stuff in it. Yeah, it's great. And then at the end, her and her friends all fly back to her place and they don't bring the gazebo. <laughs> it's the only thing not with them on the butterfly yeah. and the balloon... That's um, funny. Thing, yeah. So, I, all right, I'm ready to give my rating if you are. Okay. Um, Steve, why don't you go first? We're rating on strawberries. One to five for the snack, but one to ten one for to the ten show. One to ten strawberries for the show, yes. Yeah, so what's your rating? Um, given everything, I mean, I did have some, I liked some things about the original two episodes. I didn't care for the reboots. But given everything all together, what we've talked about, I'm going to give it five strawberries out of ten. Okay, I think for me, oh man, like I said, I did ruin my childhood. I did not enjoy our time this week. <laughs> I enjoyed time spending time with you. And I looked forward to having this conversation because a number of times I was like, what the? And then I was like, I'm just going to save it for the podcast. Um, I really did kind of ruin my childhood. I had such a great nostalgic view on this show and of the books, as I said, which some of the books follow the episodes, but to me, it was a little bit grating. The songs kind of annoyed me a tad, and I kind of expected, I expected to like the reboots more than I did. I thought that some of the reboots might have taken that and kind of aged it up, and instead they aged the characters up, but the stories were still more for like four or five, six-year-olds, mm-hmm. where they really should have been for like six, seven, eight. 10, you know, so I'm going to have to, yeah, I think I was between a four and a five. I think I'm going to have to go with a four on this one. So you gave it a four I and I gave it a five. And you gave it a five. So four and a half strawberries on four average and a half strawberries. out of 10 for strawberry shortcake, but strawberry shortcake, good humor bar. Oh, they're a five out of five. 10 out of 10 for the dreamsicle. Oh, 10 excellent. out of 10 for the bars. Yes. The um, We have links on our blog for where you can buy those. And we also have links on our blog for where you can watch along with us. So the, the episodes that we talked about today are listed there. And um, you can visit us there at stopruiningmychildhood.com. We also have links where you can listen to the podcast that you're already listening to right now mm-hmm. and, um, and links to follow us on our social media. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, my name is Megan. And I'm Steve. And if you can leave a review and like us and follow us, we would really appreciate it because for a small podcast like ours, it really makes the difference. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.